know. They give me this, and I'm always, I'm, I talk with my hands, and half the time I don't have it in front of my face. So, um, Sorry for being late. I didn't know I was doing this, but I'm more than happy to do it. <laughs> um, the announcements are, I think you heard this morning that we have a Zoom call with another man Tuesday to try to set something up, and that's, I can't tell you what we're going to set up yet because we haven't done it. We'll have something to say maybe Wednesday night or at least next next week or something. I don't know. It's it's getting kind of like, you know, the old show, Hully Gully, how many you got in your hand? That's kind of what we got here sometimes. We just kind of shake it and see what comes out. But anyhow, it's 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 okay. <laughs> um, announcements. Uh, men's breakfast was yesterday morning. They said they had 12 people there. Uh, my wife blacked my eye, if you can see that. And so I wasn't there. Uh, I couldn't even open that thing this morning, yesterday. So, but anyhow, um, you think I'd know better after 52 years of being married, wouldn't you? <laughs> but um, they had a good time, I'm sure they always do. Uh, men's Bible study is the first, and that's at 8.30 in the fellowship hall. Uh, I don't remember the date for the heart-to-heart. -heart. I think it's the 21st or 25th. Anybody know? I think it's this Tuesday. 21st. Okay, 21st, uh, Tanya Keaton is doing the speaking, and Leanne Hart is doing the worship service part of it. So, ladies, I know both of those, and I know that they're very godly ladies, and they worship God to the max. So y'all will have a great time if you come. I know you will. Um, what other meetings do we have? I can't. Prime timers. Thanks, Faith. <laughs> that is Saturday, right? It's here, potluck. Okay. Sorry, um, I wasn't very prepared for this, so, but anyhow, uh, we are still needing help on the security desk if anybody is interested. Uh, we have somebody out there every service. Uh, just so you know, we are armed. If somebody come in with a rifle, I'm not sure we'd shoot them, but we at least try to stop them anyhow. So it helps you feel better, hopefully, about yourself and about the security of the church itself. We could always use somebody else in the multimedia room. Um, some of you guys might not even know Gary Cook. I mean, he's in there every service. So if you haven't ever seen him, drop around the corner once in a while and just say hi to him. Make him feel like he's part of the church. <laughs> so, but he, I'm sure if somebody would come in and, and, and take a day or a service uh, or two every month, I'm sure he would really appreciate that. And he would get to come in here and sit with his family like we do. Um, anything else, guys? I'm, I'm sorry I'm not prepared any better, but... Okay, that's about it. Julie, I want one. Okay. All right. Y'all know the drills. Time to worship. Y'all better get on your feet. Father, we thank you tonight for your presence in this house. It's always a privilege, God, to be where you are. Father, we ask that you would just move in a mighty way tonight, God. Not only in this sanctuary, God, but outside these walls as we leave with your word in our hearts, God with your presence in our spirit, with this, with the heart of worship on our minds, God. Father, just take this forth however you see fit. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go ahead. When it looks like I'm 
surrounded by the enemy and it feels like hope is far beyond my reach Bigger than troubles I 
and I will rest in the Father's hands. Leave the rest in the Father's hands. Oh, we rest in Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Scripture, it tells us to magnify the Lord. In fact, there's a Scripture that says, magnify the Lord with me. That word magnify has, of course, more than one meaning. One is, is to magnify, to exalt. But another meaning is to make big. You either minimize or you magnify. And so we need to make our God really big. He said, amen. I love that song that he's bigger than. He's bigger than, he's bigger than my biggest problem. Amen. I want to magnify. I want to make my God big. And, and we do that in our faith. Let's worship him together. Lord, we bless your name. Thank you for your presence that is here again tonight. You're so faithful. You're true to your word, Lord, that when two or more gather together in your name, that, Lord, you are right here. And thank you, Lord, that we can feel your presence. It's more than just knowledge. It's more than just understanding. It is a relationship. And thank you, Lord, for the beautiful relationship that we have with you. That, Lord, we feel your presence. We know your nearness. And, Lord, we magnify. We magnify you. We make you big. You're greater than any adversity. You're bigger than any problem. You're far above. You're greater than any adversity. And we worship you far above all principality, all power, all might, all dominion. Name above every name. May Jesus be magnified in this place tonight. We bless your name. Amen. God bless your heart. You can be seated tonight. God is good. Pray you got a good afternoon nap. I believe afternoon naps are of God. Amen. You know, it, it is a God's blessing to have a nap. Uh, the ushers, are you prepared to take the evening tithe? Okay. Uh, should you not been able to give your tithe this morning, our brother Randy's going to come to receive your evening tithe this evening. I would like one of our ladies. Would one of the ladies like to stand and bless the offering tonight? Could I? Is that okay? Yes, sister. Amen.
Thank you, man. Appreciate you very, very much. The Lord is so very good to all of us. Amen. Uh, Y'all have got some really good places around here to eat. You know? uh, we're enjoying them. Uh, we've, we've got to go out with, uh, and meet all the deacons and have dinner together with them. And you've got a great deacon board, sweet men and wives. They're sweet families. We appreciate them. We enjoyed the inner urban. We enjoyed Applebee's. And then we had this Italian restaurant right here that you can, is that the right direction? Right there, yeah, that blue roof over here. Yeah, they were very good today. And so we really enjoyed it. I won't be going back to Applebee's, so personal opinion, okay. Uh, okay, shut up. <clears throat> God is good. Amen. Love the Lord. Good to see you tonight. God's got special things ahead, amen? amen? And I've got a word for you this evening. In fact, if you would, please, it's going to be easy to find this spot because it was the same one this morning. Uh, I rarely do this. In fact, Paula, my wife, will tell you that I don't think I've ever preached from the same chapter twice in one day. And so this is a little different. But I really felt a burden from the Lord to come and encourage your faith, to build you up in your faith. And I think all of us can be built up in faith, all of us. Uh, none of us have arrived, amen? And there's always room for growth. Father, I pray your blessing upon your word. We pray for your anointing, your equipping. And Father, anoint both the speaker and the receiver of your word. May the outcome of this time in your word be your perfect will. So Father, bless, anoint, equip, empower, and God, may your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you will, notice the title of the message, and that is More than faith of one, more than faith of just one. What I'm finding in Scripture in Hebrews really points it out, that there's such a thing as corporate faith, when people come together, united together in faith. If you will, look there at Hebrews and follow along with me. I put this up on the screen. I'm a student, and, and really, I'm a perpetual student. I love to learn. And I don't believe I'll ever know as much as I need to know. I'm constantly continuing to learn. And so I'd love to teach. And so I love bringing the word. And, and I love for you to know that that guy spent some hours preparing before he came. And so if you look at the screen and follow with me in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, we many times refer to Hebrews 11 as the hall of faith. And in that hall of faith is a listing of individuals. And notice individual names listed and qualities of their faith. If you'll note with me, verse 4 speaks of Abel and his sacrifice. Verse 5 refers to Enoch not seeing death. Verse 7, Hebrews 11, Noah preparing the ark by faith. Verse 8, Abraham obeying when God told him to go to a place, the place that God told him he would tell him as he went. Verse 11, Sarah by faith bore a child in her old age, 90 years old. How many people know that 90 years old is too old to have a baby? Well, we're, we're 68. Wow, that's too old. <laughs> but 90 years old, God blessed, uh, fulfilled his promise. That's verse 11. Verse 17, Abraham by faith offered up Isaac. In verse 20, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. Verse 21, Jacob blessed the sons of Joseph. Uh, if you will, verse 22, Joseph by faith mentioned Israel. 
um, Israel being his father, Jacob name changed to Israel. He mentioned Israel leaving Egypt. Verse 24, by faith Moses joined with his people leaving the house of Pharaoh, giving up that recognition as the son of Pharaoh and going to his people. In verse 31, by faith Rahab was protected when others perished. In verse 32, it gives this listing of names. And, and in, the indication from the writer is if I had time and if you were willing to listen, I could talk about a whole lot of other people, uh, people like Gideon, Barak, and Samson, and Jetha, David, and Samuel. So over and over, but you'll notice one thing, you see one thing in common. The one thing in common with every one of them is a name. There's this name given, this individual, this person, this individual, and then what in their life represented acts of faith. This is faith. Abraham did this, uh, uh, Isaac did this, and, and here we've got all of these examples of faith. And so this is kind of a, a summation of that, and it's this. By faith, these individuals made difficult choices. They overcame tremendous obstacles. They lived consistently for God. They stepped out into new territory, and they accomplished great things for God. Can you see that with me? That's these individuals. And again, the emphasis was upon the individual faith singled out individually by name. So the names are there. Me personally, I've gone through and I've highlighted each name just to be able to have all the names highlighted. But then there's a change. The change is seen. You've got your Bible. Look at verse 29 and 30. In 29 and 30, I see a change. It's no names are mentioned. Now we left the individual, now we're talking about a group of people. In fact, there's a plural pronoun, they. Notice verse 29. By faith, they. So it's not individual, it's a group of people. More than one, they. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry ground, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. Verse 30 also talking about more than one. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. There was more than one person walking around those walls. And so I see now this is faith of more than one. Now, these two verses make this reference to a corporate faith, to a group of people acting out for God by faith and accomplishing something of value. If you'll notice with me, and again, it's this. Uh, well, at the bottom of that, it says this. It was all the children of Israel, and there was some three million plus. Uh, the scripture, I didn't put it there, but in Exodus 12 and 37, that's a good verse to have marked in your Bible, Exodus 12 and 37. It tells us that there are 600 men. If you've got 600 men besides children, you give each one of those men a wife, and that's 1.2 million, 600 plus 600 is 1.2 million. You give them each one three kids. You know, you got 1.6 million couples, and you give each one three kids without birth control. That's pretty small. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm, I'm just being kind of rational. And if you give 1.6 million people three kids, now you're well over 3 million. So it's very easy. It's a very safe number to throw out. It's about 3 million. So there's about 3 million children of Israel that left Egyptian bondage, crossed the Red Sea, and went into the Promised Land. 
And what I see the scripture refers to, them crossing the Red Sea together by faith. The next thing I see is it was all the men of war who followed God's instructions in marching around Jericho seven days. That's Joshua chapter 6. If you remember with me, they, for six days they, they marched around Israel seven time, or one time each day. And then on the seventh day they marched around it. It was 13 total times of marching around that city. And all of them did it together. And then the walls fell. From these references in Hebrews, these, these two verses, there, what we see is corporate faith. And this is a good definition, a good working definition of corporate faith. I'm going to tell you point blank, this church needs corporate faith. Yeah. Uh, this is a time when you need to band together as one in unity. And you need to know that we're all believing the same thing. We're all going the same place. We're all wanting the same God to move in the same way. That's corporate faith. So corporate faith is a united belief within a group of people willing to step out and obey God. See, when you select a pastor, it needs to be the whole body saying, this is our pastor. Once he is voted in, he's your pastor. Now, and it doesn't matter if you voted for him or not. Because if, if the body says he's our pastor, then there needs to be a corporate action of the body. He's our pastor. One of the, thing, one of the first things I tell a board when I, and you get a new board in, in churches many times every year because you elect new deacons. And one of the first things I tell on the board is, is this, we come into this meeting and we make a decision. When we leave, we all made that decision, whether you voted for it or not. And you might in a board meeting, if you have seven, you might have four for it and three against it. But the reality is when you leave this board meeting, it's as if you voted for it. Because this is the decision of the board. The board made, you will weaken the board by saying, well, I didn't agree with those guys. You know, they did it, but I don't know, I, I, don't, I didn't agree. You just weaken the board. Because now you bring criticism and you bring question to the board. So the reality is, is when that board makes a decision, that is a board decision, and everyone walking out of that meeting needs to act as if they voted yes for it. Amen. Same when you get a pastor. When you get a pastor, it's your pastor. Yes. And the reality is, you need to get behind him. I don't care if you voted for him or not. The reality is, the body said, this is our pastor. Now we're corporately going to get behind him. Are you with me? Amen. Okay, corporate faith is more than faith of one, because it takes more than one to accomplish what God wants to do. I'm going to tell you, God wants to do something in and through this church, but one person can't do it. Right. Amen. Please, let's, let's understand that. You know, yeah, you're going to hire a pastor, and I pray he's a great guy, but trust me, he can't do it alone. Right. And so let's understand corporate faith. If you will, let's see this. There is a power in corporate faith that we really need to understand. And you as a body need to understand this power in the corporate faith here tonight. And that has quit for some reason. And in, in heaven, there will be no technology. Hallelujah. Anybody say amen? Uh, there will be no microphones in heaven. Amen. Okay, if you will, please. This is the power of corporate faith. Number one, united against fear. Uh, notice with me. When the children of Israel were standing facing the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army closing in behind them, in Exodus 14 and 10, it says this. It says that fear 
overtook them. So if you would just get the story, Exodus 14 and 10, and when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. So understand, they were doing exactly what God wanted them to do. They were following God's plan. They were following, if you remember with me, I think it was a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And so they were right where God wanted them to be, and now they're on the edge of the Red Sea. And here comes Pharaoh approaching them, upset with his chariots and his army, ready to destroy Israel. And so they're standing here at the edge of the Red Sea, and then God does something pretty tremendous. He parts the Red Sea. Pretty, pretty cool. And, and in fact, it says that the waters are like a wall. What the children of Israel, standing at the Red Sea, though, prior to it being parted, they had to deal with fear. Because now they've got, they've got a sea here, and they've got an enemy there, and they've got a sea that they can't cross. And so now here comes fear. But the reality is, is this, they weren't alone. What I see also is in Joshua, when Joshua looked at Jericho, this walled city built upon a hill, one of the most strategic things to do in warfare is to gain the hill. And so now on the hill is this city that is walled, very fortified. And when they saw that walled city that represented their enemy, their hearts were gripped with fear because the enemy was positioned in a place of victory and they could be overcome so easily. So when these groups came together in a corporate faith, they united together against fear. All the children of Israel, they looked around at each other, and boy, thank God I'm not going through this alone. Thank God I'm not by myself. You know, yeah, we've got Pharaoh approaching, we've got the sea there, but thank God I'm here with somebody else that believes like me. Same thing with the children of Israel, getting ready to, to follow God's guideline in bringing down Jericho. So it is good to have someone with you when facing things that bring fear. I will tell you on the, on the fire department, we, we trained, and if any of you have got fire technology or rescue in your training, if you've ever been in the military, uh, you never go alone. And what our fire department training was, when you go into a house for rescue, you always go with a partner. You have a partner with you. And that way, if you get into danger, if you get in a situation that you can't get out of, you got a buddy there that's going to help you out. And that is critical. We see that is also very much a biblical example. Notice with me in Mark 6 and 7, Jesus sent the 12 out two by two. Don't go alone. Get your partner. Go out two by two. In Acts 13 and 2, the Holy Spirit directed Barnabas and Saul to work together. Barnabas, you literally notice with me, it says the Holy Spirit. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I called them to do. He said, Get Barnabas, get Saul together, let them go out together, not alone. And if you'll notice with me, Acts 15, 39 and 40, it was Barnabas with Mark and Paul chose Silas. And it's a team coming together, going out united. Please understand, through united faith, two or more people can face an unknown together and conquer fear. Just knowing that you're not alone. Uh, one time, I remember on the fire department, uh, we were uh, in a situation that we'd never been in. And we came up to the side of um, Arkansas River, and they were building the low water dam. If you know anything about Tulsa, it's along Riverside Drive, about 30 uh, First, 35th Street and Riverside Drive. 
and um, there was a pillar that was about 30 feet out from the edge, the bank, and we had these guys in a raft. They were rafting down the Arkansas River and this, if you know anything about a low water dam, a low water dam creates a boil. And they were entering the boil in their raft. And the boil, what it does is it churns and then it will take anything and take it to the bottom. And these guys were caught up in this raft, caught up on the edge of this dam, and they were moving directly towards the open spillway that was about to take them to the boil. And there was about, all, roughly about 20, uh, 30 feet off of the bank was this, this pylon that was part of the, uh, the, the dam, the low water dam. And it was just the area just before it went around into the boil. And so uh, the chief looked at me and said, uh, Rogers, we want you to get out there and do, the, take, do something about this. And he said, pick you somebody. And I turned to my friend, and he, he's a black guy. His name is Leron West, and uh, people used to call us salt and pepper, you know, and, and I was salt and his pepper. And, uh, and I turned to Leron. I said, Leron, uh, you up for this? And he said, I'm with you. And we got in this crane. They lifted us out and put us up on the end the, of that pier and and the reason the crane was there was because the dam was still under construction and so they put us on that pier and we had a rope and we threw a rope down and and the first guy was able to put it around him and we pulled him up got him up on this pier with us and me and Ron then we got the rope off of him got ready and and threw the rope down to the next guy he got his arm in and then his raft left and it was just like this. We had his arm and his feet were going into the boil and we got to pull him up and save his life, which was tremendous. Next morning, I was on the front page of the Tulsa World newspaper, which was cool. You know, and of course, I tell you that story because this is so good to have Laurent. Somebody that was willing to be right there with me. You know, uh, it is so important that you recognize you're not doing this alone. Can you say amen? amen? You're not going through this difficult time alone. That's, that's critical. Uh, in school, at work, at home, it, it, is, it is great to know that you're not standing alone. If I was talking to teenagers, which we need some teenagers in here, amen? And if I was talking to teenagers, man, go to school and stand together side by side and encourage each other in your faith. Uh, be visible. Don't be a chameleon Christian but uh, that just blends in with the environment. But stand up for Jesus together. You know, I say amen. And so understand, when going through the difficult, the uncomfortable, the uncertain, it is good to have a friend. It is good to know that somebody's right there with you, going with you through it. And that's corporate faith. That's the power of corporate faith. And that is, is this, united together against fear. Another power of corporate faith is number two, stepping out in obedience. Um, when the children of Israel stepped off the banks of the Red Sea, the waters were like this wall on each side. That's Exodus 14 and 22. The waters really became a wall. In moving together in obedience, the step of faith came easier as they went. Consider this. Uh, the first people out front, three million, th that took a while. 
Okay, and so you got the first people out front, and they're coming because now the waters are standing, and and now we're going between these waters on the divided the Red Sea, and so now these first people are starting moving and moving, and and then and they're going, and 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 I'm going to tell you the first few steps are kind of difficult. Yeah. Anybody say amen? And that, but but then you look around and you go. You going with it? Yeah, we're going. Yeah, we're going together. Let, let's do it together. And and then next thing you know, you got you know, two or three hundred people behind you. And I'm watching you, George. Keep on going, buddy. We're in it together. You're not there long. Keep walking. Are you with me? And so what we see is this. Now it's it's easier to move out, knowing that you're not alone. Uh, when Joshua's army walked around Jericho. One time each day for six days, and on the seventh day marched around seven times and then shouted. Okay, I'm going to tell you that sounds kind of dumb, doesn't it? I mean, really? Okay, we marched around this silly thing, and now now we're going to shout at it. Okay, the reality is this: when others are willing to do and go with you, it is easier to do what seems ridiculous. It is easier to step out by faith and do something when you're not alone. Right. Other people may say, well, that's silly, that baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking with other tongues. But when you've got two or three people that can say, I've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit evidence by speaking with other, you know, I did too. Let's pray for one another. Next thing you know, you've got a group of people baptized with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking with other tongues. You say amen. And so understand that this is very relevant. Consider it with me again. Uh, being saved. How many times do we see people, you know, uh, I'll go down and accept the Lord if you will. And will you go with me and pray with me? Um, many times what I see when I give altar calls is a wife reaching maybe over to her husband or somebody reaching over to a friend. Say, I'll go down with you. And then they come down with them and then that friend accepts the Lord. Reason why it's difficult to move out alone. See, stepping out in obedience and following God's plan is a powerful force in corporate faith. Knowing this is God's plan, this is what God's leading, this is how God's leading us, this is the man God is leading us as pastor, we're going to get behind him, we're going to support him, we're going to step out by faith together. Anybody say amen? Then that gentleman happens to come with a vision. I think we need to reach these schools. Uh, is anybody with me? You need to go, yes, we're with you. Uh, we need to be able to get us a youth pastor. We need to get a children's pastor in here. Yes, we're with you. Are you with me? Amen. See, when he steps out by faith leading, he needs to know that he's not the only one out there. Y'all are going with him. Because here's the vision that God's given this church. We're going to go forward. And one person can't do it alone. It's got to be corporate. See, it takes corporate faith to reach a city. Right. You know, I, I would love to challenge you. I know it's, it, we can't do it this year. But one of the things that I've did, I have done for years as both a youth pastor and a children, as a uh, senior pastor, is Easter outreach. Uh, Discovery Church, where I am a, a part of the staff, and I do Wednesday night, um, and, and I'm representing Discovery Church when I come here. And that is Discovery Church is getting ready to do a huge Easter outreach. Uh, they go to uh, their campus and there will be thousands, thousands that will come to this Easter outreach. Then they go to um, El Reno and at El Reno do another one. 
because El Reno's the closest next city to Yukon, and there will be people that will come to church Easter Sunday from El Reno because they went to the outreach. They, and I know there are some people who say, well, I don't believe in Easter Bunny, and I don't believe in those eggs, and I don't believe in that candy stuff. Yeah, the reality is, is if they'll come eat some candy and sit around and play some games, and then you get them to come to church the next day, then you just had an outreach. Anybody say amen? amen? But I'm going to tell you, you can't do an outreach alone. You know, you dress up in that Easter money outfit, and the reality is, that's one guy. Yeah. You know, you can't do, oh, you, boy, it takes hundreds of volunteers at this Discovery Church to pull off an Easter outreach. Right. I can tell you, over the years, we did it at Chickasha, we did it at Quita, we did it at Sand Springs. Outreaches are critical. To be able to let this community know that there is a church, Lone Grove, Assembly of God Church, that they're welcome in. We want you to come to this church. You don't have to clean up your act. You don't have to smell good, you know, look good and act good. And you can be tattooed. You can be, you can have a ring in every orifice. And you're still welcome to come into this church. Can you say amen? That's an outreach. And it's, it takes corporate faith to have effective ministries. I've heard virtually every Sunday somebody come and ask for some help, for some volunteers. Understand, we can't do it alone. It can't be one person doing everything. And say, understand, it takes corporate faith to have power in standing against opposition. You've got, a, you've got an enemy. Our enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. But thank God, I can count on you, you can count on you, you can count on each other. Can you say amen? We're not in this alone. The third power, and here's the last one, this is a power of corporate faith. And that is encouraging one another to finish. We want to finish. Well, one of my constant prayers is, God, help me to finish well. You know, and I, I prayed that, and then I retired as a pastor. And honestly, you know, just being blunt about my, my personal thought, I kind of thought I was done. You know, and then now I'm praying, God, help me to finish well. Uh, you know, and now my prayer is not to finish as a pastor. Now my prayer is just to finish, finish. Kind of death or whatever that is. I'm kind of holding out for the rapture personally. You know, I don't want to die and Paul be left alone. And I don't want, you know, her to die and me be left alone. Uh, I'm holding out for the rapture. Anybody, amen? Yeah, and I think it's going to happen pretty quick. If you will, in crossing the Red Sea, it took encouragement to get three million plus people across. Amen? Yeah. You know, Ethel, get yourself over here. Bertha, get over there. Here we go. Come on, let's make it. Yeah, come on, George. Come on, Harvey. Let's go. Yeah. Are you with me? Encouraging one That's critical in Christianity. We need to encourage one another. Well, it is today. But there's coming a day when there's not going to be a today. That's when Jesus comes. And the reality is, is we don't want to get to heaven, and I don't think the Lord let this happen, but here I say this, we don't want to get to heaven and say, boy, I wish I would have. I wish I'd just encouraged him a little bit more. I wish I'd have just been there for her a little bit more. Uh, we want to get there and, and know that we did everything we could have done to encourage our loved ones, our lost kids and lost grandkids to be right there with Jesus. Uh, and I, I don't believe that we'll have a memory I don't believe you'll remember your lost kids, your lost grandkids. You know, I, I've had some people that I've counseled with, and they, th they think for some reason that them being a rebellious non-Christian, that they're really getting mom and dad. 
you know, I'm really digging them, and it's really making them miserable, me being a, a rebellious non-Christian. They're going to get to heaven, and they're going to be missing me. And this is what I tell them. I say, they're going to get to heaven, but they're not going to miss you. Because the reality is, is this, if they were in heaven and knew that you were in hell, they would be weeping for your soul. Yes, Can you say amen? Right. And there's no tears in heaven. Right. And if there's no tears in heaven, then there's no memory of lost loved ones that went to hell. Right. And so you're going to be a, a gone memory. Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Maybe I should accept the Lord. <laughs> amen? Yeah. So if you will, this is a benefit now of corporate faith. And marching 13 times around Jericho, it would take encouragement. Yeah. You know, it's like, I know we did this yesterday. I know we're going to do this tomorrow. But man, let's just keep doing it. You know, the great thing about Jericho, Paul and I have been there. And when you stand, it's a... Uh, excavation of an archaeological dig. And you can go to the edge of the archaeological dig, and, and we went there. Uh, there's a lot of tours that won't take you because it's Palestinian controlled. And when we stood there on the edge of this archaeological dig, you could look down, and it, honestly, my estimation would be about 20 yards. You'd look down about 20 yards, and there you could see the arch of a walkway. And the interesting thing is this, the walls didn't fall this way, the walls didn't fall that way, the walls fell this way. Because the arch is still completely intact. And you look down there and you see that arch there, and, it, and it's kind of like elevator down. And that, that, it didn't fall in, it didn't fall out, because think with me a moment, if it had fallen in or fallen out, there'd be the debris to have to overcome to be able to get in there. And so the fact is, it fell completely out of sight. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. You know, God, God, God really does it. Yeah. And understand, corporate faith brought about the destruction of the walls of Jericho. Uh, when one would get tired, another would encourage to go on. Uh, when one would begin to question God's plan, another would encourage, hey, God told us to do this. Come on, we can do it. Right. Are you with me? Yeah. See, it's critical. Ecclesiastes 4 9. Two are better than one. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate so much my wife. And everybody here that's married ought to say amen. You know, and man, I appreciate it. Some of you that are widows and widowers, uh, man, my heart goes out to you. Because, man, it is so heartbreaking to suffer the death of a loved one, especially your husband or your wife. But two are better than one. Ecclesiastes 4 and 12, uh, two can withstand and three can even be stronger. Notice with me, it says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So you get three people together, they're even stronger. Right. We're talking about corporate coming together. If you will, there are times when individual faith is just not enough. I don't know about you, and I'd say most of you can identify with what I'm about to say, and you can even say amen to it. And that is, I can tell you that I've been so sick, and I've been so recovering from surgery, anesthetic, and all that garbage, connected with it, that I couldn't pray for myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't. I had to kind of look over Paul, you know, and thank God I had her praying for me because I just wasn't even coherent enough to be able to pray for myself. Right. 
And so understand, there are times when individual faith is not enough because it will take someone else standing with you. There's times when individual faith is not enough because what you want to accomplish takes more than one person to accomplish it. That's why we need corporate faith. Uh, if you'll note with me, Jesus in 18 and 19, he said, if two of you agree together as touching anything, the Father will hear from heaven and he will answer. Tremendous promise of God. When two or more agree together, it's touching anything. Thank God for that promise. If you will notice James 5 and 14, call the elders of the church, uh, get them together, and then let them come forward and anoint with oil and pray for the sick. And it's the elders of the church, more than one. And notice with me, it doesn't say call just the pastor. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So it doesn't say just the pastor alone. And that's why these last few weeks, I, I come to that time of prayer and I, I say, deacons, come and join me. And deacon's wife, come and join me. Because it's not one. We're united together and praying together. When two or more agree together as touching anything, God honors that. And what is that? That's corporate faith. That's knowing that you're not in it alone. It's knowing that you can look over your shoulder and, and there's brother so-and-so. You look over here, there's sister so-and-so. We're in this together. We're, we're going to get there together. In corporate faith, there's a power. There's number one, united against fear. I've learned over the years that fear, F-E-A-R, is false evidence appearing real. It's a lie. I know that the enemy that I contend with, John chapter 8, is a liar and the father of all lies. John 8, Jesus told us that. What we understand is, is this, and please get me down. We're, we're just about to go to prayer. And that is, if the devil's mouth is moving, he's lying. Amen. He is a liar and the father of all lies. Amen. And so what I find is in this hour that we live, the church has been attacked by fear. Yeah. Fear is real, and it is a real spiritual battle for Christians. Over and over, I'm seeing Christians just battling, battling with fear. And that fear, again, is false evidence appearing real. It's a lie of the enemy. Let me tell you, God is greater than your enemy. God is going to see you through. I know COVID-19 and all the effects of it, and then right now the bank collapses and all the garbage going on in our culture. People's hearts are gripped with fear. But if you remember with me, Jesus told us it would be this way. In the last days, men's hearts will be failing them for what? For fear. And what we need is an antidote for fear. A body of believers need to recognize that we're here together. And listen to me, together we can come against fear. Every attack of the enemy. Another power of unity and a combined faith is stepping out in obedience. We're, you're getting ready to get a pastor. And man, I pray that he's just exactly what God wants you to have. In fact, we're going to believe for that. And then when that man comes, he starts going forward. What you need to do is you need to be able to get behind him and, and be obedient to what God is leading you as a body to accomplish. It may not be exactly the way you would like it. It may not be exactly your preference. But at the same time, we're going to be doing it together. And we're going together according to God's plan. The last is, is this, encouraging one another to finish. I don't know about you, but I want to finish. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how you started this thing. What matters 
is how we finish. And we want to finish well. Amen. If you would stand with me, please. Father, thank you for the challenge of your word tonight. Thank you, Lord, that in your word we find faith of individuals, how these individual examples of faith, how they overcame, how they were victorious, how they were even to raise people from the dead. By faith, they saw wonderful things. Even others, by faith, overcame all the persecution. By faith, they endured. By faith, they were able to, even in times of being destitute, knowing that you were right there with them. So, Lord, thank you for these beautiful examples of faith. And thank you, Lord, for the example tonight of corporate faith. Faith more than just of one. And I pray that, Father, in this body, that, Lord, there would be a coming together in a corporate faith. That, Lord, there would be that, that uniting together with a common cause to go forward for you. That, Lord, there would be obedience to what you want to do in this church. That there would be an encouragement of one another. That there would be a conquering of fear. And that, Lord, we would know that together we can go forward praying for one another, encouraging one another, and strengthening one another in faith. And Lord, we know that this is your plan. We know that this is your design. And I pray, Father, that you would honor this time in prayer as we unite together for this church. Father, bring the right pastor to this church. Lord, encourage these deacons. And Lord, may the deacons know that the body's going to be behind them, encouraging them and standing with them. And Lord, we pray that, Lord, you'd even right now begin to prepare this church and the heart of this church for the leader that you're about to send them. And Lord, honor this church with your perfect will, Father, in Jesus' name. I'd like to challenge, if you would, please, these altars are opening and begging you to come. If you would, just gather around these altars with me. This is acting upon corporate faith. And this means, man, you're looking around. Other people are moving to the altar. I'm going to move with them. I'm going to go down there and pray for this church. Father, right now, we turn this into a prayer meeting. And now we're looking around and people together are moving. And, and this is corporate faith at work. And Lord, it, we're not alone, but we're coming together. And Lord, our heartbeat, our prayer is for this church. We pray that every lie, every deception of the enemy would be removed in Jesus' name. We pray that Lord, the voice of the enemy and the influence of the enemy would go silent. And we pray that the only voice of influence in this church would be your Holy Spirit. That, Lord, you unite together, unite together this body as one. We pray for the deacons that, Lord, you would honor them this week as they have this Zoom interview. And, Lord, may there be nothing hidden. May everything be revealed. May there be a revealing of truth. We want decisions based upon knowledge and upon truth and upon what's right. We don't want deception, Father. We want truth. And Lord, we pray, bless the deacon board and God, unite them together and, and lead them and guide them. And may they know that this body's behind them. <laughs> may they sense the encouragement. And Lord, we pray that you would build up, build up every ministry of this church. And Father, we pray for the, for the future ministry. Lord, we pray for the future youth pastor, for the future children's pastor. We pray, Father, for the outreaches, and we pray, Father, for the lost souls that are about to come in. 
Uh, we pray, Father, that you would build your kingdom through this church. May this be a church on fire for you. May this be a church that is willing to step out by faith and go forward into the areas that you direct, Lord. We ask for your will to be done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Congregation, will you stand with me, please? Father, we pray that you would bless these beautiful people, that, Lord, you would honor them, that, Lord, you would keep them, and may the enemy be defeated again and again and again and again. And, Lord, we thank you that this enemy that we're contending with, he is a defeated foe. And, Lord, we remind him that you are greater than, that you are far above, and that our victory is in you. So, Lord, may this body of believers, may we live in your victory, Lord. May you encourage each one and build each one up above every challenge, every adversity. And, Lord, we pray that you would bless them and keep them this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless your heart. Great to see you on Sunday night.